Thank you for joining us for another Kingdom session, discovering life within the Kingdom, giving you the tools to have power over your circumstances. We hope that you not only listen, but apply what you hear, so you can have access to a purposeful life within the Kingdom. Now let's get into the session. Welcome to part two of Religion versus Kingdom. We saw in our last session that the Kingdom is not a religion. The kingdom is you receiving the power that Jesus brought to you to rule, to dominate on the earth. We know religion seeks to take earth to heaven, but the kingdom seeks to bring heaven to earth. We're going to dig deeper. We're going to have fun. We're going to explore um, so we can get a wider understanding. I gave you a list earlier in our last session. I don't know if you remember, though, the list I gave you, um, if you wrote it down. And um, that's what we're going to extend on today. So we know in the kingdom, there is a king. We know in a kingdom there is territory. We know in a kingdom we have citizens. We know in a kingdom there's a constitution, a law. And we're going to see what else is in a kingdom today. First, let's hear a bit about government from Isaiah. For unto us a child shall be born, to us a son shall be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder to deliver it to the human race. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There shall be no end to the increase of his government and of peace. He shall rule. He will come as a king and he will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from that time forward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of the hosts will accomplish this. This means when the Messiah comes, you know, he will bring a government. He's brought a government. It's going to be forever. And we know that the Messiah did come. And that means the kingdom is here. And he ain't leaving. It's not coming. It's already here. And we can see also in the kingdom that it has government. The kingdom has government. A kingdom has a ruling authority. And let's check out another word for government in our constitution. And by the way, when I say constitution, I'm talking about the Bible. So take note, yeah? Don't think, you know, I'm talking about other things. Get with it now. You've got to get with the, with the slang guys, yeah? So another word for government, right, in the Greek is cosmos, cosmos. And it's a Greek word translated as world. It's mad because when, when I came across this word government, the word world didn't pop into my mind. But from studying the Greek, I found out that it's the same word. So cosmos equals world, right? So this word world means the present order of things, order of authority, 
governing influence, present age, governing systems. Don't you remember what my brother Paul said in the Constitution, in Romans 12, verse 2. Romans 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world. All right, let's pause there for a minute and clear up some things because some things need to be cleared up. So in this particular verse, the word world in the Greek is ion. Ion, ion, which is translated as age. All right? We see there's more meanings if you look at your lexicon. So for those that don't know what a lexicon is, it's a dictionary of language. So in this case, we are dealing with a Greek lexicon. The lexicon gives us the root meaning of a word um, and their definition. So I advise that everyone, you know, just invest in a lexicon because it will really help you when um, you're reading the word of God. It will give you, you know, the right meanings, right understandings. And I promise you, I promise you, it will blow your mind like it did mine. Um, And when you're reading the writings of a different time and a different age, it's important that you read it through the culture, the lens of the writer who is writing it. You cannot interpret it it through your culture because you're gonna then end up in error. So for example, if we see the word needle in the Bible, we might think it's the same as, you know, grandma's needle she sews with, but it's not the same. You have to remember the English vocabulary is very flat. So if I say something in English, sometimes, you know, you, 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 may, not, you may not understand what I really mean. So if I say, I love you, and I say the same thing to my cat, to my dog, to my wife, to my mum, to my brother, to my aunt, what do I really mean? Do I really mean I love my cat the way I love my wife? Is that what I mean when I tell Jackie, I love ya? Is that what I really mean? But in the Greek, we have different words for love, which then tells you what kind of love we're talking about. But that's for another hermeneutic session, which will come later on in the series. So here we're dealing with government, we're dealing with cosmos, we're dealing with world, we're dealing with ion, right? So in our, in our lexicon dictionary, we see that it's a period of time we see that this word is an area of the state of things. We see uh, that it's the natural condition of man. And also, we see the meaning world. World. So we can see here some of the same, uh, it has some of the same meanings, you know, as cosmos. World. Right? And in the Greek New Testament, there's other synonyms for world, as we have cosmos being one, uh, Ion being another one, and Ocumene. Cumene, right? And there's much more for you to research and so make that your homework for this week. So um, you can really see the different meanings in the text and trust me, it will blow your mind. Um, and we know in the Greek, there's different meanings for that. So Paul says, and be not conformed to this world, this Ion, this age, this system, this order of things, this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mindset, 
your thinking, then when you do that, transformation will take place. Ion, cosmos. Ion, cosmos. Get in your mind. Ion, cosmos. The world, the governing authorities, order of authority, age. So in other words, Paul is saying, be no longer controlled by the other government. We are fighting against kingdoms. It's one kingdom against another. You used to be in the old kingdom, yes. And some of you are still there. You are still in it. That old kingdom taught you some things. It taught you some ways. Do you want to know the ways it taught you? Oh, you must know. <laughs> you must know already. Oh, you want me to tell you? Okay. It taught you how to think, how to act, how to reason, how to respond. They have conditioned your mind. And as a man thinketh, so is that man. You are under the system's control, which is run by that unemployed angel that got chucked out of the government of heaven. This stuff is real. He got chucked out for starting a rebellion against the government. And he set up a kingdom. He set up a kingdom. And that kingdom is called the kingdom of darkness. His aim is to control every human being that comes into the world. <laughs> he has an agenda. He has a government. Did you hear what I said? It, he has a government. That means he has the management of public affairs. Yes, don't look at me like that. He has an administration. He has a cabinet which is a group of senior government ministers chosen by a prime minister to act as the executive decision-making body of a country. Yes, he also has a government. See, I, Paul, understand these things. I'm understanding them. And I'm here to let you know you are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, authorities in high places. You are fighting against a whole machinery of government. That's why you cannot approach this government with fighting and mere talking. You need to be backed up. You need to be backed up by a government. You need a whole army that deals with everything for you. That is why Jesus said, when you ask, when you go to his government, don't use your name. Because his name carries power. His nature carries power. Uh, let me give you an example. Okay. When I am traveling around the world... I love to travel. I arrive at my giving location. The plane lands. I walk off the plane. And then I go to the border control, the immigration section. <laughs> Normally, this is a very long line, but I am patient. When I eventually arrive at the booth in front of the immigration officer, do you know what they ask for? They ask for this. 
my passport. Uh, by the way, I have dual citizenship. So I show them the passport. They're not looking for me, brother. They're not looking for me. Don't you get it? They don't care about me. They're looking for the authority that I come in. And if I don't have a passport, they send me back. What a shame. I am right in front of them. I am right there. And, and they are probably thinking, how did I get here in the first place? But they don't care. They want to know the authority that I am coming in. They are looking for a government. Look, your passport does not belong to you. It does not. Open it, check it, read it. The passport remains the property of Her <laughs> Majesty Grandma Elizabeth's government in the United Kingdom. Yes, and it can be redrawn at any time. Because this little book, this, this, this red little book, this paper, is an entire government that you are backed up by. And if you, if you are put in prison, they take your passport off you. They are taking the highest form of citizenship for that period of time. You are locked up. You are no longer part of the society. You are no longer part of it. And one of the hardest things to apply for is a passport. You see, Brother Joss, who is running your master class, <laughs> he was born in the United Kingdom. Yes, born and bred. But he had to fight to get a passport <laughs> due to them giving him a travel document in the first place. Tagafuliza. It wasn't even his fault that his father had problems in Africa. Then he had to come to the UK for safety. His father had to come for safety, yes. And they gave him and his children a travel document. It is a blue book. It's not red. It is blue. The book allows you to go to Europe only. So for 10 years, his father and his siblings could not travel out of the EU for their own safety. Well, that's what his father told him. And he told me. So when the 10 years was up, getting a passport was a passport was a mission impossible. You might as well have been born in Nigeria. <laughs> what was funny about it is that on the travel document, uh, it said that he was Nigerian. <laughs> so he, he was going back and forth with the government to prove uh, he was born here. <laughs> His father must have given them the wrong information. I don't know. But it was a fight. It was a fight. He had to write letter after letter to get the document, to get a passport. Ah, I'm sorry, Joshua, that you had to go through that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Paul. So, as you heard, a passport is a government that you carry in your hands. You come in the name of the government you carry. So when you see the word world in your Bible, don't just think of it as a globe. Get the right meaning. Get the right meaning. And most of the time you see in the New Testament, it's mostly world, age, governing system, order of authority, but also look out for the synonyms, right? Let's look at what 
our big brother, Yeshua said. Hmm. John 17, 15 to 16. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but that you keep them and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Whoa, hold on. You know Big Bro ain't talking about planet Earth, but about who's controlling your life, who's controlling your mind, the way you think. It ain't, he ain't of that system. But here's the question, whose government are you under? You live in the planet Earth, but you're controlled by the government of the planet. You're controlled by an invisible government from heaven which makes you now governed from the inside. People seeing you, the way you behave, the way you reason in a certain way, and they don't know why. Because the governing is happening on the inside and not the outside. Now nah, that's sick, I'm telling you. <laughs> you doing good, not lying, stealing, cheating, and people don't know why. So when they ask you, you say man's government is not of this world. Man is in it, but man's not of it. You get me? And now you're influencing people and not conforming, but being part of transforming their lives. So what else do we have in the kingdom? Let's see. In a kingdom, we have privileges. We have privileges, right? Here we're talking um, about an advantage, a right and a benefit available to the citizens of that country. Because you see in a democracy, once you're a citizen, the government has to do some things for you. They have to. But you know, in the UK, you can, you can abort a baby, innit? Right? And use the law to protect you. Why? Why is that? Because their laws give you certain rights. But in a kingdom, every right you're given is, is a treat. Yeah? It's, it's a privilege. You don't come before God saying, yo, listen, God, yeah, give me that and give me that now. Hold on, hold up. How are you saved again? By grace. Yeah, so you better chill and thank God that you got saved. It's by his grace. It's the king's favour. Let me tell you, there is nothing more breathtaking as receiving the king's favour. It is as refreshing and nourishing as dew on the grass. His favour becomes a personal law. Yes, a king has decrees which he speaks that become written and are obeyed. But favour, favour is exclusive. It's not written in the books. It's something he decided to give you personally. And the other citizens might not get it. So... For you to, for, for you, it becomes a law. For you, it works. You see, Boris Johnson can't give you personal favour. Whatever he gives you has to be in the law already. But a king is different. You come to a king, you don't deserve nothing. But he says, I have the power. He has the power to say, I can give you this and that. I can give you this, I can give you that. 
and nobody else can say nothing because he is the king he said it and now it is law to you his favor has nothing to do with what you do look at look at nehemiah right the king asked him what does you know why does your face you know look so sad huh? when you are not ill this can be nothing but sadness of the heart nehemiah responds uh, may may the king live forever why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? What is it you want? Listen, all right, hold on. When the king asks you, what is it you want? That is game over. Yeah, the king is about to give him personal thing. Yeah. Only for him. Kings make laws with their mouth. All right, cool. Nehemiah replies. Uh, if it pleases the king, uh, um, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favour in his sight, let him send me to the city of Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I may uh, rebuild it. So the king gave him favour to go and do what he needed to do. The king gave him a letter, which gave him clearance to go through the provinces, right? Gave him letters to get all the materials he needed. And if anyone asks what he was doing, he showed them the letter. The king gave me the word, the favour of the king. See, don't worry what you need because when the king says the word, look, he can even send someone to come and give you what you need. It's personal. It's a privilege to be under the king. Don't you hear that feeling when someone at work gets a promotion over you and you're like, what? How, how did that happen? I'm his manager. He can't even spell or read. Like, But the reason why he got that promotion is because someone in authority liked him more than you or there may be like a, a family of, you know, friends of a family, friend of the family. And... Really, you know they don't qualify for that senior position. But don't worry, because in the kingdom, promotion, right, doesn't come from the east, from the west, from the south. It comes from the king. It comes from the Lord. And whoever the king wants to promote, no man can demote. Believe that. So don't worry. It's all in perfect timing. Just go to the king. And instead of complaining, right, and remaining down, remaining under, speak it, declare and believe that it's a privilege to be under the king. Say, Lord, I'm under you. I'm under your favour. Your life is in my hands. You can challenge any authority, mystify the kings of the earth and they will promote me and can't explain why. <laughs> they will increase that paycheck and can't explain why because I came to you with it. I'm under your favour, according to your will, Lord. Let it be done. You see, it doesn't come from people, right? In the world, we have to depend on people to promote you. Stop depending on people. In the kingdom of God, this is... Listen, in the kingdom of God, this is how it works. Just represent. 
Go to work on time, work hard, be faithful in your opportunities that you already have. Use them wisely. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't cheat. Right? Stop creating trouble at work with your fellow colleagues. Because when the promotion comes from above, no one won't be able to say nothing about you. Integrity. Character. <laughs> I know there's some people on this um, masterclass I've had a promotion. Shout out to Melissa, my cousin, Melissa Gusonia. You know what it feels like to get a promotion, right? Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you lavishly with loving kindness and tender mercy? Who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like soaring eagles? The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways of righteousness and justice to Moses, uh, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in compassion and loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins as we deserve not rewarded us with punishment according to our wickedness. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear and worship him with awe-filled respect and deepest reverence. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Just as the Father loves his children, so the Lord loves those who fear and worship him with awe-filled respect and deepest reverence. For he knows our mortal frame. He remembers that we are merely dust. As for man, these days are like grass, like a flower of the field. So. He flourishes, for the wind passes over it, and it is no more, and its place knows it no longer. But, but the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who reverently fear him and his righteousness, to the children's children, to those who honour and keep his covenant, and remember to do his commandments, imprinting his word on their hearts. The Lord has, what has he done? Established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all the earth, all the universe. Blessed be the name of the Lord, you his angels, you his mighty ones, who do his commandments, who do his commandments, obeying his voice, obeying his word. Bless the Lord, all you hosts, you who serve him, who do his will. Bless the Lord, all you who do his works. In all places, 
his dominion. Bless affectionately. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Now, let's see what else is in the kingdom. In the kingdom, we have ethics, right? Um, moral standards. It's another word for it. We have moral standards. You see, moral standards basically a lifestyle by which, you know, according to the kingdom standards, you know, you've got to match it according to the kingdom standard, standards. Your life matches a kingdom life, right? Which you won't um, disregard. But this is very, very important. When you break the king's codes, you're actually, you actually forfeit the benefit and privileges. And that's, it's, that is why it's vital you keep the king's law in order to reap the benefits. And that's why you're not seeing results. That's why I wasn't seeing results in my life before. Because there's, there's things the king has set that you won't compromise on. There's do, the do's and don'ts are not there to limit you. It's there to protect you. Stealing, you know, greed, lying, hating your neighbor, you know, bearing fault witness. You know, you think it's harsh, but it's a standard you have to live by. You're not going to cross that line. Josh, I'm not going to cross that line because I've been there. I've crossed that line before, <laughs> carrying a knife in my sock, you know, stealing. Yeah. And that's why I wasn't seeing results. I was going against the government's codes. Jesus came to restore a government, right, with privileges, benefits, a law to establish a lifestyle on earth, a culture from heaven. I told you before that the kingdom is here. It ain't leaving. Right. It's not coming. It's here. It's what Jesus brought. Luke 4, verse 43. I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. Luke 12, verse 32. Do not be afraid or anxious, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. See, it's the father's, you know, is pleased when you get the kingdom. He is pleased when you get the kingdom. Matthew 24, 25, sorry, verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by the father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Hold on. Don't forget that. Don't forget that before the creation of the world. What does Revelation 5 verse 10 say? And this is my favourite verse. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God. And they will reign on the earth. A kingdom of priests. Right? And you know what? They try and separate church and government. But the body of Christ is government. Your priests because you represent and your kings, um, because you dominate the earth, your spiritual and administrative, you are a royal priesthood. Luke 17, verse 20. See, once on being asked by the Pharisees, right, when the kingdom of God will come, Jesus replied this. He said, the kingdom of God is not something you can that can be observed, nor will people say here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom 
right, of God is present. It rules you from the inside. From the beginning, you were created to be ruled by, not to be ruled by an external government. Right? You have to be going from the inside, not the outside. God wants to create a nation. Okay, take these standards. I want you to put these laws in your heart. Meditate on them. Remember them. Tell them to your kids. Put them in your mind. Talk about them. Look at that. How about a people doing right and nobody knows why? Hmm. That's what he wants. From you every day at home, at work, in your environment, right, that you go into. Look what Psalms 119. Your word you have hid, treasured, stored in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. We know that Jesus is Lord, and we know that we have to put his law in our heart. You see, when I was younger, right, um, <laughs> and I said Jesus is Lord for a reason. When I was younger in primary school, um, from primary school up to year seven, I always used to be, just to get embarrassed when I go to school because my mum and dad would drop me to school. And But the minute they drove on the school grounds, literally my friends would laugh. Yeah, they would laugh because of one particular thing. But they got used to it over the time, but they used to laugh. I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to go to school, but I didn't even tell my parents, right? So on my dad's car, on my dad's Jeep, he decided to put in massive writing on the back, Jesus is Lord in big gold, bold letters. Big gold letters, right? And I used to tell my dad, dad stop, like, um, I want to, Go to the shop quickly. Why, why do you want to go to the shop? Didn't I give you money for lunch for you to buy in school? Uh, yeah, dad, but um, I wanted to like meet my friends quickly um, because like, but dad, basically I want to get more snacks because like I get really hungry. What do you mean you get hungry? Didn't you, didn't your mom um, give you a sandwich? Isn't that enough? Yeah, but dad, I'm meeting my friend. I want to, I would give him excuses, right? And, and, and it's not like I could get the bus as well, because we lived in the countryside at the time. The bus comes, only one bus comes like early, right? And sometimes I missed it. I missed it, but bless them, they didn't really, um, they were passionate and it's not like they didn't understand. They, they done it from, a, you know, um, their heart. And all it done, I guess, was attract other Christians to say hello. Um, but I bring that story to say it's not about those things, right? It's not about, wearing a cross or putting stickers on your car because you can do that and you're not living the kingdom life you're wearing a t-shirt saying i'm a christian but god wants them to, to see a lifestyle he wants them to see a culture that is so different they ask why why are you so patient why are you so kind right why are you like this because you can have as i said the cross the sticker and not be representing the king in fact you can do all those things and it can be like a weight to you the pressure because no one's perfect. So it's better that we get the culture first. Let it be second nature, right? And I'm not throwing shade on anyone, I'm just saying, you know, because it's all love, right? But we have to let God's word, God's law be in our hearts first. I, God, will be your king and you will be my people. Wait, no, 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 that's dead, bruv. Like, we want a king like the other nations, what? Did, did you hear what I said? Yeah, man, I heard it already. What, 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 why do you want to be like the other nations? I've set you apart. 
I want you to, to, to inherit what I want to give you, not to inherit the garbage like pornography, divorce, murder, drugs, idols, crime. See, I think some of us are still in a cycle, even as like young people, young adults. Um, we want to get into these trends. We want to do it for the culture. We want to, you know, do it for our friends and it's a norm and because everyone is doing it. What, you from, you from ends? What, what, you got boys? What, you in a gang? Waste, man, bro. You need to get with it, bro. Everyone's on them things. And that's pressure. Pressure to be like other people. Pressure to be like other nations. The amount of things that we even copy from the Americans is just ridiculous. Check out Martin Luther Josh. I have a dream. I believe even if I stand alone that the UK will go through something, whether it be Remain or Brexit or exit that will completely shift everything where God's culture will be here and everywhere. It's already started in America. Shout out to Kanye. There will be an invisible government that people can't see. <laughs> I believe that there will be a mass of young people that when teachers in school encourage wrong or promote perversion or teach your children things that don't, didn't give you consent for, they will rise and say, long live Mr. Hopper, long live the administration of this school, but I cannot do that. I cannot be present while you encourage or teach this. I don't believe in what you're saying. I didn't pay tuition for this garbage. It's either you stop or I leave and have an early break. I'm obligated to a higher authority, higher than you, and I will not compromise my convictions to you. Later. You see, we need some young people that are under another government, yeah? They've got teachers nowadays teaching all sorts of stuff in school, right? Same-sex relationships. And before you, before you try it, guys, you know, I've got friends and clients that are practicing perversion. I still love them. Doesn't mean I have to agree. I love them. Doesn't mean I have to agree. So let's clear that up. It's better you say you want to go against the law of nature, bi biology 101, than try, <laughs> you know, and push the idea and make it law. That is not truth. So forget the Bible for a minute. Look, I'm not even bringing that. I'm not even bringing that right now. I'm talking about the law of nature. But, you know, that's for another session. <laughs> Getting in ahead of myself. But check out what Jesus said in John 18, verse 36. John 18, verse 36. And, and, and before this, um, Pontius Pilate, um, he, was, he was the uh, fifth governor of the Roman province of Judea at the time, Judea at the time asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, My kingdom is not of this world, nor does it have its origins in this world. But if it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. So Pilate responds, So, you are a king? Yes. You are right. In fact, this is why I was born. 
What's going on? Hold on, J Jesus, I thought you came to bring a religion. I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. He came as a king. Mary had a little lab. I came as a king. Little lab, little lab. A king. You see, the lamb was just a process he had to go through. He had to die in order to accomplish the end. Why? Why don't we take him off the cross? Oh, hey, Josh. Right, why don't you have a cross right on your shelf during the masterclass, eh? Eh? I'll tell you why, because um, I don't celebrate capital punishment. Yeah, I don't celebrate capital punishment. We celebrate over air reigning. <laughs> your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generation. The kingdom of the world, cosmos, has become the kingdom of the Lord. And he's Christ. And he will what? Reign forever and ever. Look, definitely remember the cross. I'm not saying that. Remember the cross. I'm not saying forget the cross. Remember it. It's important. Remember it, yes. But don't live there. See, we are raised and seated with Christ around the cross. No. Ephesians... Uh, 2 verse 6 and he raised us up together with him when we believed and seated us with seated us with him in heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus see you become what you keep seeing yeah you become what you keep seeing y'all not reigning like he did you're looking at the wrong thing you won't die, copy what he did and go up to heaven. You need to go into life. You need to reign and dominate. The war is finished. We need to win the peace. But some of us are still fighting each other, shooting one another, stabbing one another, killing ourselves, our own brothers and sisters. He is king. He came to serve the world, yes, as a servant, but that was just the, the process. He had to go through what he had to go through to restore us. He is the king. So I want to thank you all for joining uh, this last episode uh, of Religion versus Kingdom. Our next session, we're going to get into another topic. Um, I hope that you've taken notes, spend time going over these recordings over and over again so it becomes one of your spirit. But before I close, I want to end. I want to leave you with this last verse. Luke 16, verse 16 to 17. I love this verse. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. When, when, when were they preached until? Until John. How long were they preached? Pre until John. So the law, the law, right? Moses, the law, the prophets were preached up until John. Since then, 
the good news of the kingdom of God has been and continues to be preached. So since John, there's a new message. What was John's message from John? Repent, for a kingdom has come. There's a new kingdom, the, the, sorry, new message, the kingdom of God. And everyone tries forcefully to go into it. Everyone is trying to find it. Yet it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away for a single stroke of a letter of the law to fail and become void. Basically, everything that was prophesied is coming to pass now. And everything that was said that will happen is happening and is going to happen. Even Daniel said, this kingdom will fill the whole earth. So ladies and gentlemen, the kingdom is what you need. Ask the Lord, ask the Lord to show you the kingdom. Jesus says, come unto me, all ye who are thirsty, come, drink, so you will never thirst again. Those who worship God, worship him in spirit and in truth. Anyone who loves me, he says, will obey my what? Teaching. That's why I'm heir. Yeah? My father will love them and I will come to them and make home only in a building. No. I'll make home, I'll make our home with them, with them, with you. For the kingdom of God is where? Within you, the Holy Spirit. And that is the best news in the world. The best news is the kingdom of God. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and understand that, yes, the Old Testament, use it for reference. I'm not condemning that. I'm not saying that. But up till John, there's a new message that we have to get with. And everything... Uh, behind Malachi is for reference and yes we still obey the law we've been given grace to to make sure that we fulfill it and not take advantage thank you guys uh, for tuning in and I'll definitely see you in the next session remember pass this on to someone who needs it um, and remember to subscribe and I'll see you at your next session God bless and take care thank you for listening to this session we hope that it has helped you and you have taken something from it to apply to your life. For any questions, advice, products or further courses, please join our mailing list to get unlimited access.